Hi everyone, welcome to Grown Up. I'm Laura Blair. And I'm Abby Blaze. And today we have fashion designer Nina Hopkin with us. Nina is founder of faux fur fashion label Jackie. Jackie offers cruelty-free alternatives to fur, wool and feathers. Jackie was awarded Best Faux Fur Brand in 2017 and Best Wool-Free Brand in 2018. Jackie was also recognised by PETA alongside luxury brands Gucci, Stella McCartney and Netta Porter for their animal-friendly achievements. We're going to be chatting to Nina about what inspired her to start her label, what obstacles she faces being a business owner and what her most proud moments are this far. We're also going to find out why her label is more sustainable and less cruel than many of the brands that we see on our high streets. So Nina, could you tell us a little bit about your background in fashion? Like, Have you always been interested in fashion like from a young age or is it something that just happened over time? It is something I've been interested in um, from a young age. Um, I'm showing my age now, but I used to watch something called The Clothes Show. I don't know if you oh, know Oh yeah, it. I've been The Clothes Show. With Jeff yeah. Banks. Yeah, so I used to watch that. And um, I think it sort of grew from there. My mum always used to take me to vintage markets. We'd always like go around buying secondhand clothes. And I kind of got a taste for fashion through my mum as well. She was a seamstress. She made lots of clothes for people. And um, yeah, so it's something that started from an early age. So where did the idea come about to do FOFA? Um, I work for or had worked for um, a supplier for the high street. Um, so we design um, outerwear for New Look, um, TK Maxx, Topshop. And it was something I've done it for like the last 15 years. And in particular, uh, faux fur and faux leather was the kind of product that we were really strong with. So I've kind of been doing that. And, and what, what you do is you kind of look at the catwalks and they say, oh, what are the trends? And you have to go in and do like a presentation and this Gucci's doing this and that person's doing that. And then you have to kind of water it down and make it more commercial. And I just noticed a gap in the market because there was sort of like this high end fur and then there was like really cheap kind yeah. of high street throwaway fashion. And mm. there was another brand kind of doing kind of um, fashionable faux fur, but they were still really expensive. And so I just kind of saw a gap in the market for something that was like mid-range and more affordable for everyone. Okay. So then that's kind of how it started and we just went for it and it kind of took off straight away. It's another thing though, having the idea and actually having the guts to do something. Because mm. one of the main things that I want to do from my YouTube channel is start a brand. But I'm like, really? where do I start? I oh haven't God. got a clue. This is another thing yeah. I like to do. I really like to help people because it's it. I've this is my third brand now and the most successful one. So I kind of had the first two brands and I learned from... A, a lot of mistakes through the first two brands and then this one is kind of like just evolved and been quite good because of the mistakes I made before so um, what were the top mistakes that you made I was just going to be avoided I can do everything by myself mm-hmm. not kind of um outsourcing um the main thing was doing everything by myself yeah so I did everything from the accounts to I just didn't want to give my baby away to anyone. That's how it I was, feel yeah, with my YouTube channel. Yeah, I get so, a lot of people wanting to manage me. I'm like, no, I can't. Mm. It's like so hard. People and I understand. kind of still am like that now. And I have to like, I've just got an assistant and I find it really hard. But yeah, it's it's kind of letting go and just letting people do the things that they're really good at because I was no good at accounts. So but, what sort of thing do you outsource and what sort of thing do you think you focus on well you know you focus on now so mainly I focus on design now whereas before um it would be everything even PR now we've got a PR company whereas before I do all the PR um luckily because the brand took off quite quickly we had a, a lot of bloggers coming to us so it was quite easy but in the end you just oh, really? so only people would send in like their media kit and stuff 
Not even, yeah, I or suppose media, yeah, just DM you. Do you work with bloggers? Is that something that we you do, find yeah. works well for you? I think it's the best form of PR, yes. to be honest. It is, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've also found, it's <laughs> oh, another story, but I found this little tool because sometimes with bloggers as well, it's really hard to see who are the good bloggers. Like yeah, you what's may authentic? Have, exactly. Some Can of I them tell got, you a secret to find, well, you obviously have found out, well, how, what do you use? Actually, my son found it. It's like a little website and you tip, tap, tap in there, um, name social blade yeah and no i don't think is it social blade it might be and then it tells you like oh no they, they these followers are fake or yeah yeah it's that i don't know remember the name maybe it's that another great way which no brand ever asks me which i think is crazy we all have as a blogger you have you get commission through click throughs so we mm -hmm. all have this thing called reward style which shows you shows you as a blogger how many sales you generate for brands and what right. type of brand you sit with well yeah so if i was a brand wanting to work with bloggers, I'd ask the blogger to send me in their reward style stats so I can see how much okay, traffic. If I give them know. a jacket, how much comeback I will get from yeah. that. But no brand ever asks me, and that really? is such a simple way because you can't, you cannot fake that in the slightest. Because but they probably ask you, they probably don't ask you, sorry, because you've got you know a lot of followers and they can see that just by looking on your feed. But some people, it's yeah. hard to tell. But it even tells you like what type of product would really? sell well. Like I know. So what's yours? <laughs> I haven't looked on it for a while to be honest, but I have quite an older audience, right. so they love. It's like thirties plus, so they love a good covered up knit. Love and old. <laughs> I was yeah. like expecting to say like sixties. For the blogger community, yeah, no, it is, that it is, is a very old audience. Yeah. Because if you think about all the YouTubers these it's days, true. they're all eighteen mm -hmm. teenagers. So I think to have an older audience on YouTube is like really quite bizarre. Mm. It's good though, I think. Really it's, good. It's where the disposable income is. <laughs> yeah, people have money. Shop. Like, the older yes. you get, the more hopefully. The but hope, again, the that's, more a, money you but get. that's something we're we're looking at as well because we started off really, really, really young to the point where you get emails saying, "Oh, my mum wants to buy this for me for Christmas," and or have you got student discounts? And like, it's really difficult to like. We're not boohoo. We're not Miss Pap or all yeah. these kind of, you know. Oh, yeah, so yeah, then yeah. I kind of had to sort of over the years change the direction. So our focus next autumn, which I'm really excited about, is the lady over 30. I'd say more over 35. Yeah. <laughs> I looked at your website and I would say it was, I'm 33. I keep thinking I'm 32, you know, and at least I'm 32 then. And I would have thought that it was targeted at someone like me yeah. based on your website. But wait till next year. Oh, it's going to get next year. So back to the basics. So I would be frightened if mm -hmm. I was thinking of this idea. I wouldn't even know where to get the supply from. Like my only thing in my head would be AliExpress. Like I wouldn't know no, where to like, like what is that? That's like drop shipping or something. Uh, you've lost me now. Okay, so you'd probably give a better example of what AliExpress is. I don't really know myself because <laughs> I don't use it, but I think it's like you can just go on there and find, say you wanted to sell, I don't know, cameras. Then you'd go onto AliExpress and find a supplier that would give you sort of a factory price. So it's a lot of lot of suppliers from China mm. that wanted to cut out the middleman and get the yeah. Western like market to sell like supplier to market. So it cuts out a lot of people in between. So there's a massive mm. website full of mainly Chinese suppliers being like mm. pay so you could get something that you probably see in Zara in bulk for like one ninety nine. But true. is it made by a child? Probably. Probably. That's and a, a lot of brands right. do, I know a lot of these un, um, online brands, the young brands yeah. do a lot of that. There's a lot of boutique -y kind of like popping up everywhere. A lot yeah. of um, designer dupes, which is quite bad. Like you'll get like 
counterfeit like Zimmerman is a lot mm. on there so it's it's a really dodgy place so I don't know where I would go mm. except to AliExpress and that is something that I really wouldn't want to do so what do you do so well I've because I've worked with Fofa before we had that infrastructure there already because we were already supplying like New Look and Topshop and so on but what I would do is there's um some somewhere called Prem- Premier Vision and Text World in France so you go there and I went there recently actually because we started to, to go into knitwear and I didn't have any clue about knitwear suppliers and then they literally have like oh it's huge it's like a football pitch and you you walk down all these aisles and is it like fashion? a trade show yeah like a trade thing. show but it's for suppliers yeah. so they supply you with whatever you want so if you wanted like to do jumpers then you'd go there and you go into like the knitwear section and then you just kind of like build contacts and give your card and I think that's the best yeah way to go is it more expensive doing it like that way rather than on like Alibaba or Aliexpress yeah but with Alibaba and Aliexpress you're buying something that's already made yeah, do yeah. You, it depends if you want to have your own, own stamp or your yeah. own design so yeah it's completely different I'd say okay that's interesting. I never knew that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of price pricing is like the project? You were saying that like you're trying to get a middle ground. Yeah. How much is like a real fur coat, for example? Oh, I have no idea. Thousands, I'd Thousands. say. Thousands. Yeah. So you can get Depends a Depends if you buy it from China or not. Oh, well, yeah. That's another thing. I was <laughs> in the China market the other day and literally it's like a it's like a street market. And on one side there was like real fur and then on the other side there's faux fur. Like you, it's just you can't. They, they don't. They don't differentiate between the two. It's just like it's to them so that they don't care. Bad. Yeah. They sell real fur on like these sites like AliExpress yeah. for next to nothing, it's and then they pass it off uh, as faux fur. It's oh. ridiculous. It is so bad. Sometimes, and sometimes the real fur is actually cheaper than faux fur because it's like off cuts and things like that. But surely, is it illegal to say something's faux fur? When I it's guess not? in this country, in our country, yeah. yeah. Like it's. But cr- didn't it happen? Yeah, Miss Guided got caught. I was going to say, I don't want to name a brand. But I was misguided. No, it was Miss Guided was the main one. If I'm being honest, I don't think they would have known. So it would have just been an honest mistake. No, it's just the the supplier in China probably lying to them and just saying, oh, yeah, it's fine. So it would have been there. They would have been. You have to be so careful. But people say that about our brand. They're like, oh, but what if it's real fur? And I'm like, I'd know if like a full length jacket was real fur. Yeah, you can tell a bit, can't you? With that brand, it was probably like a pom-pom on a shoe. Yeah, it was. Something really small like that. They wouldn't know. So tell us about your brand and your inspiration behind it and where you get your creativity and stuff from. Um... I've always, well, the name Jackie comes from uh, Yaka. It's Scandinavian for jacket. And I've always liked kind of Scandi fashion. I think they're like yeah. really effort- effortlessly cool. Especially with the and fur. They, they always look really great. Yeah, they, they're so cool. I love the, the bright colours they wear. Like, have you looked at Scandi bloggers? Like, I'm obsessed with them. No. They're just, they're, they're, yeah, names. they're really, really cool. Uh, people ask me this all the time. And I don't, like, every season I get inspiration from somewhere different. So, like, the last season it was like a... Like I'm into art as well. So there was this painting by Henry Rousseau, who's like um, a tiger. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called, um, it's like scared tiger. It's like a tiger in a jungle going like that. I think I know what you mean. Yeah. So um, that was kind of like the start. And then I started doing like tiger prints. I don't know if you've seen online. We've got a lot of tiger prints and some of the colors were inspired from the painting. So it kind of, I try not to do things that are too like on trend because I want it to be something that can just be worn like season after season without saying, oh, that was 2017 you know it just it just needs to be you know easily sit in someone's wardrobe every season so yeah it depends from season to season really where my inspiration comes from but kind of everywhere I travel a lot I people watch a lot I like people watching 
and I look get at a bloggers. lot of my inspiration. Yeah. I sit in Chelsea and I love the ladies yeah. of Chelsea and I'm like, I can get that from Primark. My favourite place <laughs> is New York. Yes. Like, I'm going to New York this week. Oh, I'm very jealous. Yeah. <laughs> I had a dream about that the other day, going to New York. I need to go back. I need to go back. Should we go? <laughs> so when you first started your business up and you're like, uh, you haven't sold any products yet, how do you gauge how much product to get and how what to what price to sell it at to like not go bankrupt straight away basically yeah that's really difficult I mean luckily we were picked up straight away we had because I'd come from so I had another brand before and I was with a sales agency so that's really important as well for a new brand to get a sales agent because they are the key to connecting you with the retailers okay so the uh, a lot of the people like a lot of the buyers already knew me from my previous brand and they kind of as soon as I sent the lookbook over it's something about my handwriting it seems to do well so as soon as I sent the lookbook over like um, Urban Outfits picked it up straight away how did you know in that first because I think say if I was to start up a brand and I went and sourced a load of items I wouldn't know how many to get to make the money back if that makes sense like how do you know so, how well it's going to do so this is the difference, I think, because you would have it as a brand and sell directly. We go through agents. So we've got, so for example, I've just done the recent collection and it, we've got 18 agents around the world. So one collection goes to UK, one goes to Japan, one goes to USA, blah, blah, blah. And what they do is they sell it over a three month period. So from January the 1st till March the 31st is the autumn winter selling period. Does this make sense? Yeah, yeah. So they're selling it during those three months. And at the end of the three months, we get like a massive order from each. Oh, okay. And then we literally just put all the orders together and send the factory that order to make. So really, if we just made that, then we're not going to lose money. Okay. Unless someone says, oh, we don't want the order anymore. Uh, the, the tricky part is for our website. That's where we get it wrong all the time. <laughs> we always buy the things we don't buy a lot of sell out. And the things that we buy a lot of always end up we've still got stock in our yeah. warehouse so it's really really tricky to try and figure out like what's going to sell and like last year everyone was saying oh you don't do any black jackets because we try and do more colourful things and then this year we've, we've done black jackets but they haven't sold as well so it's oh, like really? what people want last year changes from year to year so it's really difficult to try and figure out what people want I would have thought everyone always wants black jacket yeah black you jacket. do but and I don't know for that season it was just yeah everyone wanted the colourful stuff so so do you make like a sample of one jacket each yes. and then yeah from those orders you then go correct make oh, yeah sense. so we had 18 sets of I think this collection was 80 pieces 80 yeah. And if you if you send your design to the supplier, mm -hmm. they mock it up and send it back. Do you keep on sending yeah, it back oh, until you're happy? Exactly, yeah. Uh, it couldn't get costly because you have to pay for every sample that's made. But we've got such a good relationship with our supplier now. Um, I love them, actually. They're like family now. That um, They pretty much get it right first time now because they, they know, know me. Want, yeah. yeah. And, and where um, are they based? China. China. Yeah. And how much does the sample cost you? Like, is it thousands or is it hundreds? Like, oh no 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 it's under 100 pounds really? yeah per sample but when you're thinking about 18 sets of 80 pieces it adds up yeah, so, of but, course, yeah. so yeah. the hard part is to get the sale agent which you had a yeah like a, so sales agent and then also when you're dealing with china the minimums are really really high so it's only because we've got that relationship before from having like worked with top shop and new yeah. look and you know with new look i was doing designing jackets and they were all doing like 100,000 pieces so because we've got that relationship of ordering a lot that they've kind of given us that um, chance to do the business, but it's really hard to find a supplier that's going to do like 
200 pieces or that's where it gets tricky before you kept saying we do this and we do that how many how <laughs> ma- who are we and how many are uh, within so the team of the, the we it's a tiny team yeah. um there's myself and um the martin and ben martin and ben are father and son and they are the guys that own the company that i used to work for when i designed for the high street Okay. So I came to them with the idea, and that's why I was saying before, like, don't do everything by yourself. Mm. So I had the idea, but if I'd done it by myself, I don't know, maybe it wouldn't have been so successful because you just need the other people. Like Martin's really good at shipping, and then Ben does like the accounts, and so there's other people doing, and I can just focus on like the, the cool thing stuff. you're good when at. Yeah, yeah. When everyone says they have their own business, I just envision like l- lots person. of lots of bags in there, like bathtub shoes in the shower like where'd you stock it it used to be like that with my other brands yeah my whole front room was covered in stock yeah it's crazy you know just changing the subject slightly you know when you're wearing these like fur coats have you i've always had a bit of a fear of um not a fear of wearing fake fur but that someone might think it's real hence why we've got our labels on the um so I actually down. wore your jacket to Fashion Week, oh, and yes. I obviously there's such big protesters, isn't there? Yeah, at Fashion they're Week, always there. I always get really scared. I was yeah. like, oh god, if I have to give this back to you, and I've got <laughs> paint all over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So but your jackets come with a label on that yeah. says "Free from Fur." Free That's from our fur. So hashtag someone on does, Instagram. Yeah, um, we we really make a big deal out of that. Um, and the good thing is, people really keep them on. Like I'm so happy when they po- when you know I see girls posting them and they've kept the label on. Yeah. Oh, you meant to you, take them off? You can take them off. They're made to be kept oh, on or taken off depending really on. Let's yeah. have a look at them. Yeah. So it's kind of like just stitched from corner oh, to corner. Yeah, you can just I unpick. would have just left it on. Yeah, you can I just wouldn't... unpick the corners. Um, oh. And then last year we also did like jackets um, that had. 100% fake written on the back and free from fur like we made a big deal out of like the slogans and stuff so yeah it's such really a massive cool. topic at yeah, the moment isn't it, it? Is. so people are really yeah. going for it with yeah. the whole yeah, there's always <laughs> someone patriotic like, faux fur yeah someone, there's always someone stood outside um, Canada Goose like always protesting. yeah I love those jackets but I could never buy one are they real fur I think it's there's real no, fur it's, it's, it's awful it's, it's coyote fur like they trap them in the wild and it's no. like yeah if you watch the videos it's do you know horrendous. what me and my mother were talking yeah. about the other day we were like faux fur is like real fur is really frowned upon now it's like such a big thing like mm. as a blogger I, ca- I d- wouldn't want to but I cannot promote real fur because right. I would just get so much backlash but you do People are still wearing leather. Yeah. And it's just kind of, no one takes a blind but eye. leather's more of a byproduct. Yeah. It's not like they're not farmed for leather jackets. Like fur is actually, you know, there's animals that are farmed and kept in cages specifically, like their life is specifically for a fur jacket. Yeah. Whereas leather is normally sheep and cow. They're the main two. And even pig, you can get like really cheap pig leather. Um, and that is a byproduct of food. So in a way you can kind of say, well, we're using all of the animal you know, yeah, yeah. if you're going to kill it for its meat to to eat, then you might as well use the rest of the animal. Yeah, that's what I'm used to say. But now I don't even buy leather. Oh, don't but you? I it's do have hard, a confession. Well done. I know, but last year, my boyfriend bought me a pair of Gucci trainers for Christmas, and, and I just got couldn't. Leather. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't take them back. I just couldn't do it. I was like, it's dead already. They're beautiful. Oh, they're I, the only pair of Gucci is, real leather trainers really I'm ever going to wear. You know, it is hard yeah. because you are, for me, I'm always seeking something. So I've got like, if I buy a designer handbag, it's always going to be Stella McCartney. Mm-hmm. Um, I always feel like I'm going to say the wrong thing then and say Linda instead. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, sort of similar. <laughs> Stella McCartney. She's a sausage lady. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's, she's on the same I, I buy her sausages. They're really nice. They are nice, yeah. aren't they? 
I'm not even veggie. No. <laughs> but my, me and my mother were like, I said, Mum, you're sat on a dead cow. Your couch is full on leather. She was like, oh my God. It, it, like, like we somehow think about it, lose the association yeah, with... Because yeah, it doesn't look them. like a cow, does it? It looks like a nice thing. Yeah. But oh, I just wish there were more, like vegan and veggie options like clothing wise mm. but also like it's the quality too yeah and also some of them are made of like plastics which are bad yeah. for the environment it's like how do you win so we've introduced um faux leather into our new collection so that's something we're adding to our collection but what we're really excited about is that 50 percent of the collection um it's taking a bit of time innovation takes time so 50% of the collection is going to be made from recycled bot- bottles, plastic oh, wow. bottles. Oh. So, because we always get this, um, you know, oh, you're saving the animals, but what about the environment kind yes. of thing? I get a lot of that. So I've been thinking about it. For the last year, we've been developing it and um, it looks really, really good. It's made from plastic bottles, yes. The food that you just walked Not in this today. one. This is the old collection, but the new collection coming out in August That will blows be. my mind how that's uh, even It blows possible. my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I look at it and I'm feeling it and I'm like, oh my God. How so what's possible? this one made out of currently? This one is made from acrylic and polyester. Okay. Yeah, which is not great for the environment. I have a great faux fur jacket from Misguided. You know, the big one I always wear with the hood. Yes. Is it purple? Every- it's not purple. Oh. It was from the Puma collection. It yeah. looks so real that I'm like, what's the point of real yeah. fur? Like, yeah. if you can make this from... Yeah. It takes 15 to 20 foxes to make a faux fur, um, a faux fur jacket, oh. which just to me, just and something like 60 to 80 minks. Oh, it's it really it like that. It's, it's just, just awful, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Just, just for us to wear. Yeah, I it's, can't. It's not good. It's not good. I don't know how people walk around wearing it. There was a girl the other day and I was like, and I had my jacket on and I'm always like, oh, trying to show my label <laughs> off. But I, they just, I don't know, maybe because it's it was vintage or, you know, I can so, see it was I kind of like second hand. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's gross. I mean, like, is vintage bad if it's already dead? Yeah, but that sounds so cool. bad me saying yeah. this. I'm not saying it from <laughs> my perspective. A lot perspective, of people do say that. Like, it's like what we've just said about mm. leather, like it's already it's dead. It's dead and it's, I mean, it's, it's certainly not as bad, is it? But it's more like you're advertising it. Yeah. Every time you wear a fur coat, you're advertising fur, yeah. no matter where it's come from, like how old it is. And the same with my trainers, which I hold my, hold my hands up for. Every time I wear those trainers, I'm advertising Do Gucci trainers. Oh, yeah, I actually was really conflicted because yeah, it's kind of my fault because I've been banging on about them. And he's obviously just picked up on mm. the fact that I really liked these trainers. Yeah. But I wasn't trying to get him to buy them for me. <laughs> it was just like, aren't they beautiful? Oh. And then he bought them and I was like, I don't know what to do because I feel bad on him if I take them back. You know, yeah. like, but I feel bad anyway you don't feel that bad about taking the blazer back <laughs> yeah but the blazer doesn't fit me <laughs> what's the blazer i'm too fat for the blazer that's oh. the problem with the blazer oh, <laughs> you've got your brand you've got all your stuff what have you found is the best way to promote your brand how do you go about finding sales now um like i said it's through through our sales agents luckily we can kind of sit back now before we had to before we got sales agents we had to do trade shows um, so there's a trade show in London called Pure. Oh yeah, I've been invited to that a lot of times. And um, there's a trade show in um, Berlin called Premium. There's one in New York called Coterie. And so we've done all the trade shows and then you kind of get buyers 
through that okay and you get agents through that so when we had our german we showed in um germany we our agent was like walking by or whatever and he was like oh my god our stand was always packed like constantly and he was like we really want to represent you and so that's how we got the agent and now they do the show so we don't we don't have to do it anymore which is great so you as the designer and the owner of the brand don't actually yeah. have to do much of the pr yourself not anymore so you i did but not anymore <laughs> so what when you say you did what did you do at the beginning um just reaching out to people again bloggers um but to be honest it sounds a lot of people came to us so yeah. I didn't really have to do much but send stuff out to people yeah. and um, even like we had like Stylist magazine and um, a couple of other L magazine and somehow they found our details like I've never really had to push That's good. PR yeah. but yeah it's been, we've been a lot lucky of my, in that um, respect a lot of my friends have all tried to start up their own uh, quite a lot but mm. I think it's probably because the industry and um, they all try and start off, off their own brand yeah. and then it's like how to get it out there I guess I think it's different if you're just starting a brand and you're just going to have your own website and just sell off that website yeah. but if you want to be in stores it's kind of like you have to um, have a sales agent or have some connection <coughs> excuse me with buyers and kind of know the industry a bit like I've been around for a bit now so yeah, I can I kind say, of you've been in the industry yeah for a while, kind of know people and you build up contacts and that's what I was saying the first two businesses were kind of a learning curve for me for this one yeah so, so if sometimes you, fail you have to fail business, to it's succeed. okay yeah <laughs> honestly that's the way of life isn't it it's you, true if you talk to any successful person they'll tell you how many times they failed yeah, yeah. like you won't talk to a successful person and be like i've never failed once yeah it's always exactly. you've got to fail god i've failed so many times oh, <laughs> <laughs> look so, at you now so many times <laughs> i went on your website and i saw that you are taking measures to prevent people your coats going into landfills yeah. sites. again what? it's this this kind of sustainability thing and like the thought of um just feel really bad like you know plastic going into the water and things like that so to stop from going to landfill we've um teamed up with the royal trinity hospice and so they come every so often pick up all our odd bits or um things that girls send back because we've got this scheme going so if you send back a jacket we give you a code for 25% off your new purchase so like an old jacket yeah so an old jacket doesn't matter how it looks they'll take anything really and um, they put it into their stores and sell it so it, then it's kind of going back round again yeah um, so hopefully that's something but again the, the focus moving forward is to move it into the recycled plastic so that yeah that's really good so one of the reasons i wanted to talk to you today is because like you started off in buying and you've got your own successful business now mm -hmm. what would you give anyone out there wanting to go off on their own and have their own business what tips would you give them oh that's difficult what did you learn that like not to do or um i think you've got to be realistic and commercial like i, th I find a lot of new brands like come up with these it sounds bad but like they're really crazy designs and then you, you're sort of caught in a niche I'd say try and be more commercial now anyone can set up a website you can go on Shopify and you've got like um, you know there's a there's a way of doing it where you just add in pictures like everything's quite simple now so I, I don't think there should be any reason for someone not to set up a website so what's next for Jackie like what have you got any or like yourself as an entrepreneur now mm -hmm. I guess um, just to expand the brand really and just I want to get it out of that we're a faux fur brand so we've started to do oh yeah you do wool yes not we, wool no, not wool not wool <laughs> free wool. from wool <laughs> um, again some of that's going to have some recycled elements to it so we do wool 
Um, we're going to start doing raincoats for spring because also it's a winter brand. So we s- sort of struggle in the summer having anything to sell because it's just faux fur coats. Yeah, true. What's, wrong with, denim. what's wrong with wool? The way the she- Have you not seen the way the no. sheep is sheared? Oh. I'll mean. just send you some videos. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're treated really badly. I mean, it's not everybody, but there there are kind of places that kind of, because the the workers are paid per however much so they fast, can get. Basically. Yeah, so they have to just shear them fast. They're picked up by their tails. They're just Aww. they're just really badly treated. They're like, yeah, it's awful. So I, I mean, anything that doesn't have an animal in it, I think, is the best way. Yeah. Unless it's plastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a ca- catch what's it is. catch-22. Yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. It is, it is. You have to watch your p- footpath, don't you? But I think, you know, moving forward, I think um, fabrics and innovation, I think we're going to get there in the end, yeah. I think Stella McCartney's done some faux fur that's made from hemp or something or other. That's good. Some kind of... I find a lot of brands are really making changes. It's mm. like slowly starting to You have to. to. See. Yeah, and it's as important. A, as a YouTuber, I, I really want to start make it trendy to wear the same thing over and over again That's I feel like it's so well. frowned upon yeah. like I would rather spend £200 on a coat and wear it all the time but somehow it's really frowned upon to like wear the same thing often isn't yeah. it in, in this generation of like well, it's I'm always wearing the same outfit so I, I know. haven't fallen into that but <laughs> you feel weird like I'm going away this week and I'm going out for dinner and I'm wearing a dress that I've worn once, but it was a year ago. And I feel Have like you posted it's an old it? dress. Yeah. See. And I feel like it's an old dress, but I'm a bit skint, so I'm like, I'm going to wear it. It's yeah. a beautiful dress. Just different shoes or different accessories. So if you watch my YouTube channel, my new thing, <laughs> well, not my new thing, I've done it for quite a while, is I style something a different way. So you get that feeling of, oh, it's new. Yeah, but it's, it's that not. feeling, right. isn't it? That, like, oh, it's new. But you can get that feeling from, like, adding another belt. I think or so. Some I earrings. think accessories, definitely. Mm. So I like take an item and I'll style it, like, four or five different ways. So, like, yeah. people will be more sustainable. <laughs> Where can people go to find a bit more about your products and stuff and buy? buy a coat etc uh, our website which is www.jackiejakke.co.uk awesome <laughs> and what's your Instagram <laughs> at Jackie LDN because Jackie was taken by some random man Laura Blair's oh. taken as well <laughs> Laura Blair posted 10 years ago and I've asked her so many times oh so yeah I am the Laura Blair <laughs> <laughs> so annoying so guys thank you so much for listening I hope you enjoyed today's episode do give us a follow on Instagram it's at grown up underscore official and do subscribe if you're on iTunes or I don't even know where you listen to these bloody podcasts I don't know either but (laughs) wherever you are subscribe and leave us a five star rating we'd love it thank you so much bye bye